Hey everyone, I want to do another quick shout out to our sponsor, CodeMagic. Do you want to speed up the development of your Flutter app and release much more frequently? Try out CodeMagic. It's a CI/CD designed specifically for Flutter developers. CodeMagic helps you to automate building, testing, and publishing your apps to all the different stores. It's easy to set up, has extensive docs, and gives you complete control over the build machine. Also, CodeMagic offers 500 free build minutes per month with their blazing fast M1 Mac build machines. See more at FlutterCI.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Flying High with Flutter. I'm your host, Alan Wyma. Today I'm with Lucas Hosefiek and Jens Horseman. I'm sure I said those last names wrong. <laughs> uh, Lucas is the CEO and Hens is the, did I say that? I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Maybe you need to correct me later. Uh, Hens is the uh, CTO of a company called Widgetbook, who creates. Mm, I'm not even sure how to say it. I don't. I don't want to say it wrong. I want to let you guys take over. So maybe Lucas, you can you can kind of explain what it is for you guys work on, and let me know if I got your names wrong. Yeah, sure. Um, no worries. Um, so we are basically building um, an open source collaboration platform for developers and designers with Widgetbook. Um, and in the core of Widgetbook, um, as we said, it's it's open source. Um, so in the core, we have a storybook solution for, for Flutter, and um, it can be used by, by everyone for free. Um, that's basically um, the magic uh, behind Widgetbook. There's a lot to talk about over here because your tool is quite interesting. Maybe you can kind of start from, from the beginning, right? So how did you guys meet? First of all, there's actually three of you together, right? Just one is one is manning the phone in the office. Is what I heard. Yes, 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 right. Um, yeah, so um, uh, we are all from from the same city in, in Germany. Um, the city is called Paderborn. It's between Cologne and, and Hamburg in, in Germany. And uh, we all studied there. Julius, uh, the third co-founder, and me were, were studying together. And then we met uh, Jens at an event for interested people in entrepreneurship who like to build, build startups. And Jens was actually pitching us uh, his idea. And we were quite excited it from from the first day because um, we also uh, knew the problem uh, since we since we are since we also uh, also can can write software have also felt uh, felt the pain um, of developers and designers not really being able to communicate well together and we uh, are coming from a web development background um, so we developed uh, web apps um, in the past mostly with uh, react um, and have always been using storybook js in those projects and when we came to flutter First, we realized, okay, there is like no uh, storybook solution for Flutter available. And then we first of all just build it in-house for our internal um, usage. And then basically some other um, web development friends who also switched to Flutter were like, hey guys, could you please share your, your internal tool uh, with us? And we were like, yeah, okay, uh, why not open source it? And uh, we made sure basically from the, from the first day that there's like no doubt that uh, the open source package uh, will be maintained properly. So we created a Discord um, server and basically got great feedback from the from the first day um, of the of the release. And then actually our users kind of pushed us to pursue Widgetbook full time um, because they um, told us, "Hey, Widgetbook is already a great tool for developers, but it would be amazing if we have the chance of sharing our Widgetbook uh, with designers as well, or product owners, or clients, basically with non-developers who are um, involved in, in review processes." And we were like, "Ha, that's really a good idea. Um, that's something that we that we could uh, could pursue." And we built a quick MVP of the collaboration platform, got great um, early traction. And decided then, okay, let's go all in. 
start a company, which is also named uh, Nand Widget Book. Um, we then quickly won our first paying customers as well. Um, we're then able to also close a funding round, which we closed in, in the past weeks, are now able to um, to expand our team a lot. Uh, so we are now building really a, a great um, product team, could also hire people who are quite known in the, in the Flutter community, uh, which is, of course, great because they are not only great developers, but they are also yeah popular in the community and they are um they are known they um they can really help us um to build a, a bigger a widget book community and, and spread the word as well you're mentioning that you're like hiring people uh in the community who are kind of well known so they're basically like influencers trying to kind of spread the word about widget book right yeah no i mean they they, they are hired as software engineers and they are they're really helping us uh, building building an even better better product but basically while doing so because they are also known in the in the community they of course also also spread spread the word basically while doing things that they love while building uh, great software. Yeah, oh, that's great. Who who's actually part of that of the teams that we may we may know? Uh, there's Roa Kadam, um, who you may uh, know. She's a great um, software developer currently living in in Istanbul. She has uh, reached um, the uh, amazing 10k um, follower Twitter um, 10k followers on Twitter uh, milestone. I think past week. And then we also have Eric Muli um, on board. Um, Eric has been organizing uh, Flutter meetups in Africa, in, in Kenya, to be precise. And yeah, he's also well-known and well-connected in the scene. So we're both we're super happy with both of them and have so far built a great product team, which are, which are currently also um, expanding. Yeah. I kind of want to go back a bit. So you said you were in web development first, and then you guys switched over to, to Flutter. Like, how did that happen? Yeah, so basically while studying or even before that, um, we, we came we came to, to coding. And unfortunately, uh, like there are no courses at, at university, um, at least at least in, in Germany at that time. Maybe it was different in the US or somewhere uh, where you could actually learn Flutter in, in school. But we just started uh, with, uh, with web development and um, then basically pr- pursued some projects there. Then um, Jens was actually the one that um, that got into Flutter. Maybe Jens can can explore a little how he found out about it and what maybe was so fascinating in the beginning. Yeah, sure. Would would love to 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 tell the story. Yeah, I'm Jens Horstmann, very German name. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been uh, developing with web for a while, and a friend of mine actually said he's he's now developing an Android app. I was like, hmm, interesting. It's really cool to. To develop an, an application for your for your mobile phone, something you you're always around, you're always using. I was like, okay, let me look into how this how this works. And I was experimenting with with Android for for a few hours, and then I realized mm, I don't I don't really like the process. And I I also knew that there is a Xamarin. Um, was was also looking into into Xamarin as well. Um, realized okay, this it it has some similarities, kind of. But at the same time, was I don't know. I didn't didn't feel feel too much too much vibe going going into into Xamarin by then. And um, then I continued my my research, and then I I've I've, I've seen Flutter. Somehow I got my eye. I wanted wanted to use it, wanted to try it out. And then obviously that was that was in 2018. Obviously started with uh, some some sort of to do app, and um, that that really got me uh, got me into the whole Flutter Flutter ecosystem into the community. And yeah, from there on, I really increased my hours, ramping up the hours using using Flutter, using the uh, the SDK, which was just just amazing. felt felt really good. Always really quick, really 
yeah, like um, responsive short short development cycles, and yeah, pretty much the day where I uh, developed my my first to do app and got hooked deep deep into Flutter. And a few years later, like four years later, we are now sitting here in this this podcast. So is, is this the highlight of your Flutter career now? <clears throat> this podcast? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I believe it, but it sounds good. So you said mostly this is uh, Yen's idea. Is that is that what I remember hearing right? So Yen's like, kind of, where did you get this idea from? Yes, at that time where I was experimenting with Flutter, I was in a uh, in a larger in a larger team. We were developing an application for for other engineers actually, and by uh, implementing this, this application, we we realized that especially the collaboration process between the designers and the developers is really something that can be can be optimized on. Um, at that point, we used, as Lucas already said, we used uh, Storybook, and that helped a bit, but was still potential to be to be optimized. But it's it's great to see to see all the the components, the whole catalog that you have been able to to experience uh, a little bit around with also different different stories um, or what we call use cases. And that was that was the point where I was like, okay, that is that is a really interesting concept uh, that can be applied to Flutter. And then I, I actually got the idea to yeah put it to the to the next level and um, even improve the the whole collaboration process process further. So yeah, the the idea basically came from from working with Storybook and then um, also like experimenting experimenting with uh, with Flutter at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. This so this is basically like Storybook that React has for flutter right that'd be like the mm -hmm. i mean is, is it wrong to say that or is everybody shaking their head yes because so, sometimes you sometimes you know you, you say something and people are like no 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 it's it's totally not like that even though like it looks like that yeah that, and that's that's the cool thing like what kinds of people would be interested in this right because it's i think this is something that works for both in development teams and also with the with designers right and not even that even outside like with business no like how would you who would you say are kind of like the main stakeholders when it comes to actually using this tool? Yeah, so um, there we really have to differentiate between uh, the open source part. So um, basically the open source widget book and then widget book cloud, uh, which is the collaboration platform um, for developers um, and designers. And the open source package is basically perfectly suitable for your um, development team. Even see individual developers um, using it um, because um, what we offer here, first of all, isolated environment uh, where you can really build your uh, widgets or core components um, in isolation. So you don't need to bother uh, with logic or uh, data binding or anything. Uh, you can really just focus on the UI. And basically, while developing your widgets in isolation, you are, of course, faster um, in the um, UI development process. And while doing so, you can use our uh, widgetbook generator, um, which is a code generator that we developed for, for widgetbook. So you either have the option of um, basically only using our core um, open source package, which is widgetbook, or you can also use our core package widgetbook together with the widgetbook generator package. And then you benefit from code generation. The code generation is annotation based, so it's super similar to Freest. Um, I don't know, Alan, have you have you ever used uh, Freeze before? I love Freeze. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, then you then you're gonna love Book Generator as well. So that really allows you to speed up your setup and then also your maintenance process with WidgetBook. And basically, while developing your widgets faster with WidgetBook and using the annotations, your widgets are really automatically organized in a WidgetBook. 
And for everyone that is currently not able to maybe check out the website or PubDev um, site or something, we can really um, describe it as a very organized list where we have the opportunity of using custom organizer folders to, first of all, organize your uh, widgets in different categories where you could, for example, say, hey, I'd like to have all my atoms in one folder, or you could even have subfolders where you say, okay, and now even in those atoms, um, I have a separate folder for my buttons. Or if you have like multiple floating action buttons, you could have a subfolder of the subfolder with like just a floating action buttons folder. And then you can see use cases for all of your widgets, or you can define use cases for all of your widgets. Meaning when you, for example, have this floating action button, you can have a primary use case and, for example, also a secondary use case. In the primary use case, for example, this button is blue and in the secondary use case, this button is black. Or you could define different states of the button when it is, for example, clicked, when it is hovered or when it is not not clicked yet. And you could also test all of those different um, behaviors with, with Widgetbook because as soon as you select a use case of a widget, this widget comes into life in the Widgetbook uh, UI. And you would basically just open your, your simulator. And uh, what we recommend you to do is to open your Widgetbook or to run your Widgetbook on macOS or on Windows, depending on which machine or Linux, depending on, on which machine uh, you're using. You could also run it on web. But as we all know, unfortunately, that's uh, something that is out of our control. We cannot we cannot solve it, unfortunately. On web, there's like not ho- no, no hot reload uh, option. So we recommend you to go with the, um, with the desktop uh, approach. And then you will basically see uh, your widget in, in action and have the opportunity of testing it with our properties. And testing it with our properties mean you could test it in all the different configurations, meaning you could test it on different device sizes. You could test it on different themes. You could um, test it in different localization settings. You could test it on different text scale factors and even some more. And you also have always the opportunity of testing it simultaneously in a, in a side-by-side comparison. And that really allows you to, to speed up your uh, development process quite quite a lot. Yeah, so that would be um, the one, Alan, where I would say that's something where the development team um, is actually benefiting a lot from. So you could even test it like with right to left languages, left to right, kind of side by side, see how it looks. Right, right, right. And I can imagine you can also test it where one is like some kind of desktop view or wider view and some is smaller view, right? Right. So what we can do to give a hint to not only tune in um, via the via the audio format, but also to join um, Alan's amazing uh, YouTube channel. I could also quickly share my screen and and show you maybe how it looks in life. Alan, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, perfect. So um, welcome to, to Widgetbook. Um, and what we can see here on the left side is what I just explained. Um, we can see the organizer folders, which um, you can totally customize. Um, we're seeing this Widgetbook currently for our recipe app. It's like a very, very basic app that, that, that I developed um, um, about about a year ago. And as we said, Jens is our CTO, so he is really the one um, driving the magic um, behind Widgetbook. I'm not the best developer, but I'm always trying my best. And I organized um, uh, the app in a way that we have our material buttons. Um, and the material buttons are really just like the, the root components of Widgetbook, like atoms that you can organize. And then you could also use it to organize molecules, so more complex uh, widgets. Um, um, uh, like this one, as I said, you can do it in multiple use cases, for example, long title um, or short title. With a long title, we can see, okay, there was an overflow here. As I said, I'm the most experienced developer, so I kind of messed up here. 
And then you could also see um, entire screens um, such as this one. And um, uh, one benefit of having of having WidgetBook and then being able to, to share it also with your team is um, what you're seeing on the screen, how the widget is, is rendered here, even, even on the cloud, um, is um, it's not a screenshot or a PNG file or something, but it's like the very widget. So we developed the collaboration platform also in Flutter and Dart. Um, so you have the opportunity of interacting um, with your widgets and therefore being able to, for example, Add your favorite recipe. I don't know, Alan, but I'm just assuming you like you like pizza. So add Alan's pizza as a recipe. Click on save. Even test animations or, or workflows here, and then I'm also able change the properties. As I said, where we have the opportunity of um, yeah testing it in different configurations. So I could go for dark and light theme, but you could also define many more themes. So you, for example. Um, have have an app agency um, as a client who developed an app for a big um, automotive uh, player. And um, they, for example, have their app in, I think, eight different themes. So you're not only limited to those um, two themes. Um, you could also test it in a side-by-side -side comparison. Um, also have the opportunity of testing it on different device sizes. And Maybe um, let's, here. Let's, let's slow it down a bit, right? So sure. I, I understand what you're yeah. saying, and I could see it mm -hmm. all in front of me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of want to slow it down because um, it's hard to visualize this. I mean, what it's kind of interesting, so I saw at the top level, you have something called use cases, right? So is that yeah. typical for all kinds of widget books, is that you have everything developed by what you call use cases? Yeah, so um, I mean, you basically have the option of defining those use cases. Um, so what we see from, from um, our clients is uh, that they either have multiple use cases for their widgets or sometimes they also only have one use case. That's, for example, we also see with our add recipe screen here. So for the add recipe screen, we have only one use case, the default one, and then we don't need to bother creating um, uh, multiple ones. So you can also only create one use case. but uh, we really, uh, what we are just striving for with WidgetBook is to be able to help every Flutter team in the world, no matter what their processes are. And um, we do not want them to switch their entire process and adapt it like fully to WidgetBook. But we would like that WidgetBook is able to adapt to the um, to the to our users' um, processes. Well, what's really cool too, right? So, uh, so people can actually see it. Uh, so you have use cases and you have a top level folder for each one of what you guys call use cases. You have mm -hmm. widgets and you have screens and you have material. We haven't gone over material yet necessarily, mm -hmm. at least deep enough. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. what was really cool is that you have a widget and in this case it's ingredient amount, is it amount info? Yeah. And then underneath yeah. there, that also opens up and you have short title and long title. So you can see what a short title mm -hmm. looks like, what a long title, which is what you kind of explained. So that's, that's pretty cool. Right. So you can kind mm -hmm. of see what things look like. Cause I'm sure people will say, well, what about this? What about that? Yeah. And that's what those kind of sub, what would you even call that that kind of thing? Like sub example or something or just example? Those kind of like subtitles you have underneath over here? Yeah, so we, we call them, we call them, so we basically say um, that's a category here. And so the use case are a category. And then we have folders. Um, in this case, we have widgets, screens, and material, but you could call it whatever you like. Um, and then we have widgets. So the agreement amount info is, is, is a widget. Or um, in, the, in the annotation, uh, we say it's the widget book component. Um, and then we have um, our use cases. And annotation speaking, those are our widget book use cases. Yeah, and I also see that you, okay, yeah. Well, what I like about this is that you can actually show us kind of like, well, what if this and what if that to people? And mm -hmm. I'm sure you probably already know people who already have questions about this kind of stuff. Yeah, um, and they're interactive too. That's really cool. Um, yeah. And then so... 
what people who are on this in the audio part may not see is that on the right hand side, like you said, you have those properties. Mm-hmm. Now these properties are you have to define these, right? Because I see you have only two devices that are shown here, iPhone mm-hmm. 12 and S21 Ultra. That's something that you need to define yourself, right? Right. But the but here again, the great thing is um that first of all, we um we give you the opportunity of basically um just using um a list that we already um created and um in this in, in this list that you can use uh, we already provide you with all um apple devices um we tried to do it with android as well but then we said okay let's get our priorities straight and uh, let's try not to include all the 10000s um of android devices um and therefore allow you as a user also to add your own custom devices basically able to put in whatever a device frame that you like so you could also test your widgets on i don't know this the, the smartwatch that i'm currently showing in the in the camera um you could also test it on the biggest flat screen that you can that you can envision um basically no no limits um to using widget book okay i see and and obviously this whole ui and everything is all written in flutter itself right 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 yeah yeah Okay, it doesn't kind of seem a little bit like um, Inception, where you're writing Flutter to with kind of more Flutter stuff inside. I just feel like <laughs> yeah. a little bit kind yeah, of futuristic. We, right, Alan, we are in a simulation inside a simulation here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do like this. I like that. Like you can kind of show like edge cases or just examples for like things. Like okay, here's the base widget, and here mm-hmm. are some concrete examples of what that would look like. That could go great for things where it's like, well, if you're like an admin and a regular user or if you're a VIP user or whatever kind of sub-user thing, how things may look. Yeah. yeah. Or even, like you said, you can use this for showing, what was the example? Uh, different languages, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. And um, and I mean, the, the demo app that we are showing you here is like super basic. And uh, the great thing is um, that we now um, also have the capacities in the in the team to to work on 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 let's say a more detailed um, demo app and therefore um, in the next few weeks we are releasing um, a new demo app um, that can really showcase um, all the different use cases that you that you have for for widget book so we're already quite excited um, of um, of releasing it soon and basically showing the um, Flutter community what is all possible with widget book um, because with a limited demo app the user or um, in this case the visitor of the of the stream or uh, the ones that are listening um, on on just just the audio format um, they still probably are thinking oh, okay but how could i include it in my app and that's not like a real world example that you have here um, but for all of those people no worries uh, we got you covered soon yeah, this is, this is really cool. I really like this one. And what you're showing us here right now is actually mm-hmm. all free. All this stuff is all part of the open. Right. Part, right? So bas- bas- basically, um, we're currently already on Widget Book Cloud. Um, so we're currently hosting it um, on the um, on the collaboration platform. Um, but all the features that you're currently seeing on this screen, they are free. And um, they can be used by everyone um, in the world. And... Um, um, you can you can use it in your developer team, and basically as soon as you are like okay, let's go for it. Um, let's share it with my um, design team. Let's share it with my product owner, with my um, maybe product marketing manager, or with my clients um, even, um, and have a structured review process. Then you would go for um, uh, for the cloud, and um, yeah, we can also show you in 
in, in a few in a few minutes maybe um also uh, the other features uh, that we have uh, readily available on the cloud um so it's not only um about hosting the widget book but it's also about giving you the opportunity of having like a very um um organized structured and guided um review process that really simplifies um uh, the collaboration with your entire team and allows you to align design and code um, uh, as much as possible. Take it away. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> then we then we already um, already go for it. Um, so I try to try to explain it um, as as well as possible for everyone who's uh, who's tuning in um, visually. So um, maybe first of all to give you an idea of um, of how you can basically get your widget book in the cloud is that we wrote actions for uh, the most popular CICD tools um, that are available. And maybe, Alan, to include you a little uh, in the discussion and ask you questions as well, what are like CICD tools that you mostly use? Are you using GitHub Actions, for example? I've used them. I'm not a huge mm -hmm. fan of them. Uh, I just okay. feel GitLab is a little bit easier for me. Yeah. It feels yeah. a little bit like a, like a, like a, a black box at times, right? these random packages that you have to choose and... <laughs> configuration i just feel like yeah really weird but we're gitlab it's like okay i know what a bash script is i could just bash everything out it's very <laughs> simple i know the commands yeah and i mean there again like we're, we're really striving for including all your different or of giving you as many integrations as possible to allow the user to not needing to switch their processes so we are not only um, supporting github actions but we're also supporting gitlab or bitbucket or azure devops uh, we can also support many many more uh, cicd tools and we basically allow you to include widget book just in your cicd pipeline and how we're doing it is is uh, with those with those actions so you can basically create an action where you, where you can define basically that every time you're running um, your action you can upload um, the latest state of the widget book and what would then happen is if you are on widget book cloud and you edit your project and you run your um, your action for the first time what will happen is that we can show you a great list of all the different branches of your repository and basically connect your repository to widget book and then we allow you to see all of those branches and for all of those branches we give you the opportunity of seeing multiple builds. And then we allow you to view one widget book per build. So basically that anytime you're having a new change and you would like to communicate those changes back to your team, you can do it via um, via widget book cloud. You could then load your, your build and see your latest widget book. And obviously th this is the part that's a paid feature, right? Yes, yes that's, that? okay. yeah, that's one of the paid features. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because this is all in your infrastructure, right? So you have to handle all this yes. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We handle all of that stuff for our users. Alan, maybe for you, what do you think regarding your your, your projects? Would that be already something where you say, hey, that it could be interesting for you? I think what could be interesting is, I mean, this particular feature, right? Where you can yeah. host it and show yeah. it to people. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, I can imagine like so many of my clients that they do want to see some of these kind of widgets because sometimes they ask me to, you know, design. So we have a designer, right? But usually designs mm -hmm. come in Figma. They're what mm -hmm. I would call 2D and not, not movable, right? Yeah. And I think maybe you guys have had the same thing where it's like you sit down, you design everything. You can 100% spec out something. Literally, like you just code up everything or Figma everything, you hand to mm. them, they say, yes, this is exactly what I want. And then you give it to them and it's in their hand. And then they say, actually, no, not quite what I want after I got it in my hands. Like, yes, I know this is what I wanted at the time, but now I have it. I feel not right because it feels different when I use it. You know, this kind of feeling, right? 
So, yeah. so many times where it's like I build these things and I get that kind of reply. So it's not really a problem of them, not really a problem of me. It's just like it just doesn't fit. So I can imagine like I build out some kind of component and he gets to check it out and try it and say, yes, this is cool or no, this is not or or I want to tweak this or can we, you know, this kind of stuff. And especially if they have, they can play with properties, it's even better. Like what if we did mm-hmm. light mode, dark mode? How's this thing look? Because also yeah. a lot of times I get stuff where it's like, the, hey, you know, this on my phone, like he's got like an iPhone 7 or something or five or something. It's super small screen and I, we never tech against that. So these kind of things would be super useful. Yeah, that really leads leads to to another feature uh, that we have already available on the on the cloud, and that's our reviews feature. So you are basically talking about the collaboration that you could have uh, with designers or also with clients, and uh, that's something that we that we like to simplify even more with the with the reviews feature. And again, here our our clients unfortunately put the idea in our head because they were telling us, hey, it's already amazing that I can share my entire widget book with my uh, designers or, or clients or product owners. But it would be even better while we are in this process of iterating very quickly in our team that I do not overwhelm my team members with sharing them this entire catalog of widgets, but that I can only share the widgets that have been changed in comparison to my last build or in my last PR, for example. And that's something that we are achieving with the, with the reviews feature. So we are basically seeing uh, that we are able to show a PR here. So there was a there was a fix being made that we currently want to merge in a branch, and you can imagine it's very similar to this code diff uh, that all of us know from our PRs in GitHub or in your case, Alan from from GitLab, where we can analyze which lines of code have been changed previously. And here we could analyze that the ground the ingredient amount info widget, for example, changed. And we could then see, okay, it changed for those those two use cases here. And we then have the option of having um, a side-by-side comparison. Um, so on the left side of the reviews feature, we're seeing how did the widget look in the past, um, in the old uh, version, in the old build. And um, then on the right side, we see, okay, how does it currently look? What does it look in the new build? And uh, we could here, for example, see or for everyone on the on the stream, we, we could see that previously uh, we messed up a little. So there was an overflow on the screen. And then you have the option of writing a comment. And here, for example, I could write the comment, hey, the title is too long. We should make sure to, to change it. We send a comment, notifications are sent to the developer. The developer now knows, ah, okay, I need to do something because Lucas rejected uh, those changes here. And then the developer made a new approach, uploaded a new build. It now looks good. There's like no overflow anymore. Lucas could accept those changes. We know everyone is happy and then have a transparent list where we see basically, okay, which widgets are already accepted, which look good, and which widgets still require some work to do. Yeah, and obviously this is this is a paid feature, right? But this is yeah, yeah, that's cool. a paid feature as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I have said one thing too is I tried looking at your pricing. It's a little bit deceiving, right? Because you go to pricing expecting numbers, but there's no numbers, right? You obviously show the open source, but then yeah. the uh, the scary thing is you have the oh, you want the paid one? Uh, book a time with us. Oh, what does that mean? That sounds a little bit. Some, I'm, I'm going to ask a hard questions like, what are yeah. we looking at for, for pricing? Yeah. Is that something we can release or does that depend on 
how how big is our wallet then the pricing will change <laughs> yeah sure so um ellen you really you really have to have to be have to be lucky here in this call um, because what we are sharing with you is actually our early access version so we're in early access um, stage currently and we are quite picky of, of choosing our customers where we say okay we really like to work together with you at this early stage because at this stage and uh, what is really important for us is as we are super community driven we really love to um, develop our collaboration platform in close collaboration with our customers to really make sure that what we are building helps them best. And then once we nailed everything down, then we um, then we like to openly launch it and make it publicly available for everyone. As I said, we just closed our funding round and are therefore now um, happy to have the capacity of onboarding also uh, new customers to it. And you're perfectly right. There's no pricing on the website um, currently. Um, so you have to um, come on a call with us. There you have the opportunity of yeah talking talking to us, and you are, you can really like schedule a call um, with Jens or me, um, discuss uh, with us um, what what suits you best and what you like about it, what maybe um, you don't like. Share your feedback um, with us, and then we are super happy to to give you um, access to the um, to the platform. Um, as I said, it's it's early access, so you are basically one of the first who are allowed to uh, to use um, to use the software already. And we are super happy of finding an individual solution for your company. So at, at this stage, um, it's as, as we said, it's all about community. So um, at, at least uh, we um, uh, we believe um, that we would really love to find an individual solution that that suits your um, company. And therefore, we don't put um, a pricing up there that might be um, too high for a smaller team. But where like the bigger enterprises um, are like. Well, okay, if that's so cheap, maybe it's not really the quality that we're looking for. And as we're not uh, willing to scare both of these um, players, we just say, hey, come to a call with us, see what we're currently building and discuss it with us, collaborate on it together with us. And therefore, if you would like to get access to it, please just feel free to schedule a call with us and we will be happy to to onboard you. Okay. Yeah, I understand. I, it's kind of like, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. It makes sense, but you know, it's always every time you see that you go to a restaurant and you and you look at some food and they say market price, and you're like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> so you know, sometimes if you have to ask, it means you can't afford it. Is another kind of uh, reply you sometimes get to. But yeah. I understand, yeah. and I mean, we are also re really looking forward to the future because it won't take so much so much time anymore um, until we put a transparent price for for everyone up there, and until we like have 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 tears. Um, um, available where we say okay that's a tier for for a small company that's something for for, for a bigger company that's maybe something for for another type of of company but yeah so the, the message that we just want to get out there if you like to benefit from a widget book cloud we are super happy and enabling you and allowing you to do so yeah so i think kind of to to, to make it simple right so these kind of cloud features where you do a lot of more analysis comparing mm -hmm instant building of of widget books for everybody to share etc that's really the the paid stuff the but the core right. of this is is the open source is kind of the easy way to to let people know what's available so maybe yeah. a good thing is hey try it locally see how it works for you if you find it's not easy to share or you want to be able to share it easier find more of these kind of cool features then speak with you guys about getting the the pro package 
Yeah, right. right. And of course, we're also working working on on new exciting features that you can benefit from if you are if you are one of our users. And there, we also really make sure to um, include you right right from the beginning, and we shape those new features um, together with you. Something that we that we can also already announce here is that we're currently working on a Figma integration for Widgetbook, and together with our team, just created um, yeah a great first prototype. We're currently testing it, not only with our existing customers, but also uh, with new potential customers or with existing users of the open source package. And here we're also super happy of getting more um, qualitative, uh, great feedback from professional Flutter teams. So if you are out there and you, and you think, wow, okay, the last, piece, the last missing piece for me was that they have a Figma integration. Also, feel free to, to reach out to us. We're super happy to show you what we're currently working on. Yeah, that's actually what I'm interested in, to be honest. I think the Figma thing would be really cool. It kind of reminds me of, have you guys seen Codelessly already or no? Codelessly? Yeah, Codelessly. Uh, I can share you guys the link. Oh, they they have something. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like a WYSIWYG editor for Flutter, mm -hmm. but you okay. use Figma. I'll drop into the chat hmm. for you guys. But you use Figma to design it, and it'll output mm -hmm. Flutter code for you to use. Mm -hmm. So when you're saying that you have integration with Figma, I can only imagine something like this. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we yeah, we definitely gonna gonna check it check it out right um right after um uh, the call. Yeah, yeah we actually uh, did an episode with them, so you can check it out. I think he, huh? I believe he showed. Yeah, yeah, he also did a demo too. So check out. Are you guys subscribers to the YouTube channel? You haven't seen the episode yet. No, unfortunately not. We are currently super busy onboarding our, our new team members and making sure that everyone is aligned on the goals. And also, of course, we're always supporting our, our clients as much as possible. And therefore, there's not much time to explore different stuff, but we'll make sure to get to it. I recommend you check it out because it, there could be some room for collaboration or, or, or sharing hmm, yeah, of ideas. Because, I mean, to a certain extent, because Flutter is like a UI tool, it only makes sense that you'd it'd be nice to be able to design most, if not all of it in Figma, export that mm -hmm. to some type of code that then you can massage to what you want or add in the missing fields. Like, like for instance, if you just design the, like what you're showing on the screen right now is your famous kind of like the title bar at the top. Mm -hmm. It's easy to just to put some very simple couple, couple of uh, keystrokes into the top. You're going to get on the left where it actually overflows, where on the right you fix the overflow problem. That would require some some hands to, to to change, right? Which may not be possible in Figma. Because yeah. Figma, you'd probably just put the same. You just put the dot 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 yourself, and fig, and Flutter would have no idea that's what you want for a longer title, right? Yeah, we maybe have to make sure to come back to the show once we release um, an MVP of the um, of the Figma integration. Yeah, and I I think you guys said that you have a version three or something, or maybe I misunderstood because we had some discussion at the beginning. Yeah, that was about the open source package. So um, okay. on the open source package, we're currently on version 2.4.1 or something. Jens, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> 2.4 something. Uh, oh yeah, Jens. You're correct. Jens, yeah. Jens says, okay, <laughs> correct. Yeah, 2.4.1. Uh, great. And we're currently like really heavily investing in the, in the open source package as well mm -hmm. to, to, make it, to make it even, even better. There are some problems that we're... Um, that are very hard to fix, but we're currently on it. And yeah, we're soon going to release a Widgetbook 3.0 version. I mean, it's already up there on, on PubDev in the beta mode, but it's not stable yet. But on Monday, I actually had a, had a discussion with uh, with a client of ours 
who have been using it already. And fortunately, they are not not complaining that it's that it sometimes crashes. I mean, it, it's not stable yet, but it's it's gonna be soon. So if you are new um, to widget poke, like to like to get started, either go with the two point four point one, but you could also already go with the um, 3.0 and we are always super happy of getting your feedback um, as, as we said we are super community driven so we set up a discord server which you which you could join there most of the time either jens can answer your your questions or someone else from our team um, but we also see that our users um, are already helping each other which is also uh, so great um, so we are really trying to support you as much as possible if you um like to try out widget book. I just want to say you have a uh, Charles Steinmetz is uh, saying Paderborn being very well represented. Maybe it's a friend of yours or a neighbor. Maybe. So um, what, what we're doing in, in Paderborn is also uh, we're hosting Flutter meetups here. Um, so the, the t-shirt that, that I'm, I'm wearing, for example, is, is, is a t-shirt that, that we got from uh, hosting regular meetups um, here in Germany. Um, so I think it was Around April, we we also had a, had a bigger collaboration with um, Flutter Munich and Flutter Berlin, where we hosted the Flutter Festival Germany together. Um, so we also yeah heavily involved in the community and would like to push Flutter as um, much as possible. Okay, uh, yeah, I think this is pretty cool. Uh, I might want to check out the the open source version real quick to see how it goes. I can imagine. I did send. I just just sent my a link over to a client mm -hmm. of mine to see if he likes it or not. I'm sure he would love it. Because he's always awesome. uh, curious about how how we're we're doing so far. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have any more questions unless you have uh, some idea or some ideas of your roadmap coming up. Yeah. So um, I mean, as we as we said, we are um, we currently um, are working on on the Figma integration, and what's going to happen soon is um, uh, that we that we will announce hey you, you can you can jump on a call uh, with us and, and test our our latest um, features. Um, so if there's anyone um, interested in, in a Figma integration with WidgetBook, they can definitely reach out to us and get a, get a first glance at it, um, give us their feedback. And the good thing is at this current early stage, um, we are um, able to really adapt quickly um, to the feedback of our users and are able to um, yeah, really customize it according to their team's needs as best as possible. Yeah. Yeah, again, like I said, I don't think I have any more questions, but I think you guys did have a couple of uh, shout outs or call to actions, right? Yeah. So um, um, basically, uh, what we can always suggest you to do if you um, have not had the chance of um, basically using WidgetBook prior to this, we can always recommend you to check out our our website. I also put it up in the in the YouTube um, stream here. It's um, available on the widgetbook.io. Uh, here and what we can also also see live is um, there's there's a live chat also on the website. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to to Elena, and um, she's our community manager. And you can also just set up set up calls um, together with us. Um, you can, as as we said, you can um, book a book a demo here um, directly with me. Uh, you could also um, get access here to to both um, either um, the open source package or um, also the collaboration platform, if you'd like to go for it. Um, also discuss, um, as we said, uh, Figma integration um, together with us. Uh, what might also be uh, interesting for our users is that we um, have a very detailed uh, documentation page. It's available under docs.widgetbook.io. It's set up with the amazing solution from Invertase. So um, shout out to some to some good Flutter friends there. Uh, they built a great solution of documenting, of building like um, an open source um, documentation tool. And here we give you 
all the information of not only getting started with the open source package, but also with the cloud. And then what you could check out as well, of course, is our, our PubDev site. There you you search for widget book there, you find our package and you can download it. And on the package, you would then also find the link to our Discord server, which you could join. And here we're always super happy to help you as fast as possible. Awesome. Yeah, I, I just uh, got into the, the Discord. So looking forward to seeing announcements over there too. Awesome. Cool. Jens, I feel you didn't you didn't say enough today. Is there anything you wanted to discuss? Maybe talk about, you know, what's the what's the most horrible part of working on Widget Book? Because I can imagine there's lots of technical issues you run into. <laughs> yeah, the the working hours are pretty rough, but uh, working working with such an amazing team is obviously something that also fuels me. And yeah, to to also like connect a little bit to Lucas here and to the Discord. Um, we are currently uh, building Widget Book Widget Book Three, the new the new release. If if you are now trying uh, trying with your book after after listening to this, or if you have uh, anything that you would like to see in the new release, let us know on on Discord. We we love to chat, love to help you out, and also uh, love to hear like feature uh, requests and a request for for improving maybe areas that uh, you currently struggle with. So yeah, as Lucas said, let us know. Join join our Discord, and yeah, we can we can make the whole community the whole with your book uh, even better. Awesome. Well, thanks you guys for for coming on and uh, discussing what's going on with Widget Book. And uh, I appreciate that you guys took the hard question of where's the pricing and answered it very <laughs> thoughtfully and very clearly. And I understand your side, right? It's always difficult. It's like, is it too cheap? Is it too expensive? Is it too cheap for these guys, but too expensive for these guys? How to price yourself in and out, right? It's not easy. Cool. Again, thank you guys for coming on. And uh, maybe we'll hear what's going on in the future for, for Widget Book because it seems like there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff happening. I can I can already feel that there's a lot of ideas and stuff that you guys have coming up for the future. Right, and and I mean one one shout out we can we can maybe do is um, we're currently hiring a senior UI UX designer. Um, so if there's someone out there that is like, wow, a collaboration platform for developers and designers, that was exactly my problem for I don't know how many years already. Um, if I'd like to um, work on it to solve it, um, yeah, super happy to um, to chat with them. Okay, and with that, uh, that's the end of the episode. And thank you guys for your time, and uh, hopefully, see you guys again soon. Yeah, thanks for having us, Ellen. See you. Thanks for having us. See you. Mm-hmm.